0: Greetings this is Atma Boda today is January 2nd 2022 the title of today's podcast is you are either shining every day or you are not it is that simple beginning now this is among as absolute of a statement as it gets let's steel man this what is it to shine it means to radiate love or positivity, or truth, or light, or joy, or something shiny like this. This statement, as simple as it is, is surprisingly divisive. As you will read in some of the toxic comments below, unless they hide this one out, some will say that it is egoic, or unrealistic, or grandiose, or delusional, or that this natural state is toxic, Positivity. Are they right? Is this idea of shining impossibly beyond the scope of the human condition? Many psychologists seem to think so. Their definition of toxic positivity is now canon among many professionals. One thing is certain people have strong opinions on both sides of this issue. It is safe to say that those who are opposed to this concept are not the ones that shine. In fact, many of them have made it their personal mission to hunt down those who dare to be a force for good in this world. The concept that there are those who can possibly be having a better time at life than them, they find extremely threatening to their world view It is not judging the state this fact, regardless of if they are envious or just want company to their misery. They have chosen to oppose radiant and glowing people. This message is not for them, but for those of you that have the courage to be a shining light in the darkness. In this day and age, it has become obvious where the real toxicity is coming from. Toxicity is not from those who stubbornly choose to blossom, radiating a fragrance of love and truth. But the stench comes from those who are vocal in opposition to it. They are easy to recognize. They will refuse to debate logically and instead quickly resort to insults and name-calling. They think they are the strong ones because they have a cabal of negativity that downvotes comments. Instead, let's prove them wrong and make these hunters that hide in the shadows the hunted. Let's make this sub a positive, shiny place, not a negative place. This should not be a place for those who oppose light, but a place that stands for it. Let's clean this place up. You are all awesome, even the misguided ones. That spark will kindle in everyone, but some people take more time. Okay, well this was obviously a little bit of a rant against some of the toxicity That I was encountering on reddit just from people who I guess are set in their own ways with regards to their Meditative style and felt threatened by just the concept of being positive and having an idealistic Optimistic attitude. I mean this should be a common sense sort of thing But in some sects of Buddhism and meditation that's being popular online they discourage any kind of positive outlook or positivity at all in the meditative practice, which is frankly absurd and bewildering why they can misinterpret texts in such a fashion. I mean, I understand the middle way. The middle way is basically saying instead of being too austere or instead of being too uh, non-austere and overindulgent you find a path in the middle instead of eating too much or eating too little you find a path in the middle but guess what the middle isn't a space between positivity and negativity that's not the middle truth picks sides the fact is that a characteristic of truth is positive positive. It's not in the middle between positivity and negativity. And to try to straddle that fence is just going to drive you crazy because it's unnatural. We we are natural to swing either towards positivity or negativity. And this is obvious from the responses in the comments because those that try to straddle the fence, they actually have kind of a negative attitude. They're the quickest to insult and feel threatened because it's like their dogma and they don't have that resilience that that you can only get if you are polarized to the positive. Negative people are not resilient. They're very thin-skinned. They're very reactive. And that by itself should be an obvious indicator of the inferiority of having a negative mindset. In order to be liberated, it's common sense that you first should be independent because you can't be liberated if you are so easily triggered by any outside circumstance or event. And the only way that's possible is when you have that shield of positivity. Isn't it interesting how the word possible and positive both have that? If you want to negate the possibilities, negate negative. So if you want more in your life, you need to be positive. If you want less in your life, okay, then maybe you can pursue negativity, I guess, if all you want is less. And that isn't obvious where it's happening because these people that want to find nothingness, guess what? You get to nothingness by contracting. So by getting smaller. And so by being more negative, you find nothingness. But if you want to arrive at your potential, you need to be positive. So it comes down to a basic fundamental philosophy of life. Do you want to find your potential? Or do you just want to throw away the sacred gift given to you in the form of your individuality, your body and your mind, because the only people that are shining are the positive people, negative people. They don't shine. They suck up the energy. They are not contributing to their environment in the same way that a positive person is. And this whole concept of toxic positivity is a complete joke. First of all, the, what they're complaining about with toxic positivity is it's like saying, oh, well, it's unrealistic. It's not the human condition. You're just in denial. If somehow you're positive all the time, you're being in denial. Well, guess what? Do you know what the word denial means? Denial means you are subtracting something. You're, you're preventing an experience. Well, guess what? I would argue that by not choosing to be positive, you're the one in denial. You're denying positivity. You're the one subtracting. If you're positive, you're adding you're not denying, you're adding. It's like the opposite of denial. So this whole clown world that we're living in right now is on its head in terms of getting these basic fundamental principles and facts completely wrong. And it's a little bit sad, but at the same time, whenever there's a crisis, you're presented with an amazing opportunity because of the fact that people are so backwards in their beliefs and they're unaware of the bliss that lies just beyond their fingertips and the love that they can claim for themselves in their daily life because they're unaware of these things that's an amazing opportunity it's the gift that keeps on giving it's like being a drug dealer with the most amazing medicine in the world that if they just take this they're going to be high on life no side effects healthy I mean, with the thing with COVID, for example, you know, this fear that's being peddled in the mainstream media. Do you know what fear does? Fear has been scientifically proven to weaken your immune system. So by making you afraid, they are spreading COVID more rapidly, ironically, just by the science. If you want to build up your immune system You want to have a more positive attitude, a more idealistic attitude, a can-do spirit and a zest for life, you know, that sort of exuberance from within, that vitality, that spontaneity. If you look at a young child, young children are some of the most immune from COVID, right? Well, what's a characteristic of these children? They are full of life. They're full of positivity. They're full of spontaneity. They're not so obese and unhealthy with negative pessimistic attitudes. No wonder the COVID is not affecting children. They have this natural immunity built up through their attitude. So let's just go back to the title, you are either shining every day or you are not. It is that simple. And that's how simple it is. And ideally, once you get more advanced, it's not just a matter of hoping that you shine at some point during the day, but it's that you want to arrive at that place where you're shining all of the time, every second of every day, every millisecond of every day, feeling that love, feeling that bliss. That is the ultimate in peak potential. That's where you want to arrive at. You don't want to... Be weak and be subject to the ups and downs of life so that anybody could just walk up to you and say the wrong thing and suddenly they got power over your emotions. Don't give people that power over you, obviously. By shining, what are you doing? You are being the assertive force in your environment. You are shining. You're not reacting to the environment around you as much as you are being proactive and being a source of inspiration and being a source of love and being a source of happiness and being the life of the party and the source of exuberance and life around you and that is what's wonderful about life now of course not everybody's going to be this way right a lot of people are not going to be shining and a lot of people maybe they don't have any interest in shining maybe they have enough problems on their own they think and they justify within themselves that they have so much that they're going through that they can't even begin to comprehend this concept of shining and that's okay everybody is on their own path and there are different places on their spiritual path and maybe it's just not their time to blossom yet and that's fine too because every flower every person's like a flower some of us are blossoming some of us are in more of a bud sort of a state but we can't we shouldn't judge people just because they're on a in a bud state and they're they haven't opened yet who knows by the time they open they might be the biggest and most glorious flower that we've ever seen and they blossom so large that it puts our blossom to shame that's the sort of open-mindedness that i like to have towards people i wrote something else real briefly i'll just read it it is important to distinguish what desire is. Biological urges like sex, hunger, sleep, rest, etc., are not de- desires. When you do something because you love it, that is not a desire. When you do something because you have a deep inspiration to do that, that is not, that's also not a desire. The desire I refer to are external worldly desires. This would be a feeling whereby you feel incomplete if you don't chase the desire. It is nuanced and a bit confusing in the beginning to differentiate these subtle motivations that each of us have. And I've said before that the ultimate obstacle before your enlightenment, of course, is self-limiting beliefs. But of self-limiting beliefs, the main one is desire because desire has become so much a part of most people's lives in this consumer culture that people don't know what it is to live without desire. They think that life would be boring without desire. And what I have to say to that is that love is a superior, a much superior motivator than desire is. Let's give an example. Let's say there's a married couple, a man and his wife, and this man loves his wife so much and suddenly something's about to happen and his wife's life is in danger. He can jump in front and and put his life before the wife, before the life of his wife. However, let's say the man doesn't love his wife and just desires her and uses her for her body. Well, then if there's a life threatening situation, that man is not going to be as motivated to risk his life for his wife, because he will regard the wife as someone replaceable. Because if you're just talking about desire, it's pretty easy to find desirable women, right? There's many beautiful women that have gorgeous bodies and they're available, if especially to the rich, right? Rich people can find anything they want. But the point is this. Love is a much stronger motivator than desire. A father will run into a burning building to save his child. Does he do that out of desire for the child to live? No. He does that because he loves that son or that daughter he loves him or her and that is why love is so such a superior motivator in fact if you look at successful marriages the ones that last the longest why because they love each other the ones that don't last well they fall out of love or maybe they never really had love to begin with maybe they thought it was love But over time, they realized that that love was not so deep, and maybe it was just desire. Maybe it was just a sexual attraction. And that's why people can get confused between what the heart wants and what the mind wants or what the, the passion of the moment is. And so that's an important distinction to make. And as well as things like hunger. Hunger is a biological impulse. You can, your body can feel hungry. That doesn't mean you have to feel a strong desire. So desire is more heavily linked towards the external, worldly desires. And that is what is very important once you are able to master desire to such a degree whereby you're no longer doing things because you desire them, but doing things because you love to do it or feel inspired to do it you know that is you being much closer to that final liberation of enlightenment. And I want to be able to close with this because there's something very, very important, and that's called the one living truth. There is a greater, higher power out there. You can call him God. You can call him super consciousness. You can call him the absolute truth, the one living truth, the objective truth the primordial truth but the point is is that there is a supremely powerful conscious entity that is not coming from a place of judgment but is coming from a place of wanting to empower you and wanting you to taste this bliss and to bring out your inner individuality which is the ultimate diversity there is no smaller diversity than the individual and the individual is the only way to experience enlightenment enlightenment is not doesn't happen through a collective it doesn't happen through merging your mind into a groupthink no the only way for true liberation is to first be independent And the only way to be independent is to be one person, to not be swayed by the opinions of of others and to have others have too much influence and power over you. You need to break free of that and be a strong, independent voice that's not afraid of backlash and doesn't want to conform just to please a group but can have the freedom to stand up for truth. This kind of boldness, this audaciousness, to make that stand for for One Living Truth, the One Living Truth is going to make that same stand for you. It's going to empower your life. It's going to make it easier for you to make money, to bring into your life what you want to bring in, whether it be a better job, whether it be a more successful relationship, whether it just be being a more empowered individual with a more lucid mind. All of that is possible by your individual relationship with this higher power. This is Atma Buddha signing off. Already we're at the end. Until tomorrow, you have a fantastic day.